Welcome to Choice Classic Radio, where we bring to you the greatest old-time radio shows. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube, and thank you for donating at choiceclassicradio.com. Adventures of the Saint, starring Vincent Price. The Saint, based on characters created by Leslie Charteris and known to millions from books, magazines, and motion pictures. The Robin Hood of modern crime now comes transcribed to radio, starring Hollywood's brilliant and talented actor Vincent Price as... The Saint. Hi, Mr. Templer. Theodore. Excuse me while I drag her in, huh? Drag her. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes, she is in. Good. She is a very nice tuba, Mr. Templer. Um, perhaps. I will take her out of the case now but and... Theodore, if you lift that confounded thing to your lips, you're a dead man. You do not have to get violent, Mr. Templer. I don't. <laughs> Theodore, you forget that on one occasion you trapped me. I have heard you play that thing. Well, uh... I have never before nor since wanted to be deaf. Well, Mr. Templer, I have been practicing since then. Are you trying to tell me you now play better? Well, louder. Goodbye, Theodore. I have got a problem. I don't doubt it. But not what you think. It ain't the neighbors. Oh, they've all moved out, huh? The landlord nailed my windows down. He's a man of genius. My problem is something else. It would help if Keep I... Keep away from that tuba. But I only want to play... I've one... never strangled anyone yet, but there can always be a first time. Okay, I won't demonstrate. But you heard me play. Five years of my life went down the drain on that unhappy day. What did I play for you? It had a title? Well, I guess it don't really matter. On account of... I only know one piece, so... Well, anyways, that's what I played for Mr. Stanley. Who uh, immediately and no doubt happily proceeded to return to Africa, yodeling for Livingston. Nah. Mr. Stanley is hard of hearing? No. He is a maniac? Nah. He hates music? No, he is the guy who owns a Stanley Casino, which is kind of upstate and is a very swanky roadhouse-type roadhouse. Oh, you had him tied to a chair. Mr. Templer, he asked me to play. He called me up and asked me to come over and play. And? And after he heard me play, he hired me. Oh? To do what? Sweep the roadhouse? To play the tuba in his band. You know, it doesn't happen very often, but tonight it's happened. Words have failed me. Not only has Mr. Stanley hired me, but he is going to pay me a hundred bucks a week. And not only is he going to pay me a hundred bucks a week, he also handed over a hundred bucks in advance. In cash. <laughs> Theodore, I suppose I should congratulate you. Oh, thanks. But what's your problem? Mr. Templer, I love to play the tuba. But I don't play it good, I know that. You're an honest man, Theodore. Even I sometimes can't stand the sounds I make. <laughs> Mr. Templer, nobody would pay me dough to play if it was legitimate. You may be right, Theodore. So what should I do? I still got the whole hundred bucks. Should I give it back to Mr. Stanley? What kind of a man is he, anyway, by reputation? From what I have heard around, he is a very big operator type. And I do not think he has had a reputation ever since he was expelled from reform school. Oh, why was he expelled? Oh, he lowered the tone of the place. Hmm. Theodore, when do you start working for him? I make my debut tonight. Debut? I think. So what I'm asking you, Mr. Templer, is 
Will you please be there when I debut? That means there will be at least one friend of mine in the audience, and I got a feeling I am going to need a friend. You may be right, Theodore, but if the roadhouse is the kind of place most roadhouses are, the patrons will be thinking of other things than music anyway. Yeah, but suppose they think of murder. Mr. Templer. Yes, Louis? It ain't none of my business. Will that stop you? No. I didn't think it would. One of these days, I'm going to hail somebody else's cab. So then what happens to my wife and my six? No, no, don't, don't, don't say it. I haven't got a wife and six kids. You never will have if you don't keep your eye on the road. Up here in the country, what could I run into? A tree. True. Yeah, but Mr. Temple, I started to ask you something. You're going to the Stanley Casino. The Stanley Casino is in the country. Westchester, Louis. You're on the same thing. Also, the Stanley Casino is a very romantic place. Fellas take their girls there. Now, you're not uh, equipped with a girl, therefore... So why, why am I going there? To listen to a friend of mine play the tuba. Well, one thing you can say for that, it's different. It's also true. Yeah. Mr. Temple, I'm not saying I can understand why a guy would want to play a tuba in the first place. But maybe he's got a reason... But for somebody to voluntarily listen to him, then there's no excuse. <laughs> I'm fond of Theodore, Louis. I have a feeling he may be in trouble. Oh, that I can understand. You see, he must have been hired for a reason that has nothing to do with his tuba playing. Now, what it is, I can't imagine. Maybe you should have stopped him. I couldn't, Louis. It was a job, and, oh, I don't know. Maybe I should have. Maybe not. I feel a little like Hamlet. Oh, this I got a feeling I'm going to regret. What do you mean you feel like Hamlet? He couldn't decide either. Of course, you remember his famous soliloquy. I think the children should ought to be sent to bed right now. The one that begins, tuba or not tuba, that is the question. Oh, it's a nice joint, Mr. Templer. So it is. Nice of you to ask me in to dinner. Can you afford it? Yeah, the prices are a little high. Though. My steak could have bought a cow. Yeah, perhaps, but it wouldn't have bought a floor show. And judging from the decor, the floor will shortly have plenty to show. I wouldn't <laughs> be surprised. Embarrassed, maybe, but surprised, no. Hey, look, the band is climbing into the bandstand. Yeah, I know. The only trouble is... Oh, I don't see no tuba. No theater, either. Maybe he got fired. Before he even started to play? No... Louie, um, finished my dinner. Don't have to digest it for a while yet, so if you want to go pay a visit or something. I very definitely do. Come along. Okay. Only where are we going? Well, there's a door at the left of the bandstand. Several people have used it. We might try. Could be maybe an exit. And then the head waiter will stop it. Yeah, he ain't. So? So we try it. Mm-hmm. Well, very nice hallway. Got walls on both sides. Yeah, not to mention a roof. Light coming through the transom of that door up ahead. Mr. Templer, we're looking for Theodore. We're looking at the moment for anyone we can find. I don't hear much noise coming out of that room. Yes, this might be Stanley's office. Come in. Good evening, Mr. Uh, Stanley. Ah, guests here, gentlemen? Yes. Well, of course, I'm always delighted to see guests in person, but... I'm sure my head waiter will do anything to satisfy you. Tell me, uh, does he employ the musicians for your orchestra? Are you a musician? Well, not exactly. We're interested in one of your musicians. That's so? Uh, Which one? Theodore. Theodore Coogan. 
Coogan? Coogan. Hmm. Well, I'm sorry, but the name isn't familiar. I, of course, I know all the boys in the band, of course. Uh, how does he play? He, uh, <laughs> he insults the tuba. Tuba? Hmm. Well, I'm sorry, but uh, we don't have a tuba in my band. What made you think your friend Theodore might be playing for me? Oh, rumor. Well, I'm afraid it was an incorrect rumor. However, if your friend's a good man, you know, <laughs> the novelty might be worth something. Send him along to me, and I'll I'll see him. Hmm? Oh, that would be very nice of you. Only thinking of the casino, that's all. And now, uh, why don't you gentlemen run along and enjoy the lower show? Oh, thank you, thank you. That's exactly what we'll do. My apologies for having intruded. Not at all, not at all. It's a pleasure to meet you. Good night. Good night. Good night. Oh, real courtly type, huh? Mm, very. <laughs> Come along, Louis. Hey, this ain't the way back to the floor. I know it isn't. We're not returning there. Why not? We don't approve of floor shows? It's not that. Back to the building would be around this abandoned. Come on, Louis. We'd better go back. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Templer, I could lend you a few bucks if you're short and you're trying to duck the dinner bill. You know, thanks, Louis, but it isn't money I'm worrying about at the moment. It leads right back to the casino floor, which is bad. Therefore, we're left with... Uh, yeah, that staircase. We go up and Okay. Of course, we don't know what's upstairs, but at least we may not be expected there. Is that good? Better than what's likely to happen downstairs. What makes you think something's liable to happen downstairs? The instant I mentioned Theodore to Stanley, he casually pressed a button at the side of his desk. A button which I suspect is his equivalent for a danger signal. Danger to who? I'm afraid, Louis, to us. Oh, the landing and another hallway. Yeah, I'll have to try. Another door on this side. Also locked. Yeah. So far, all this upstairs consists of is a lot of doors which are locked. The rooms are probably used for storage. Stanley will realize shortly that we didn't return to the floor, so the back door was guarded, so he'll know we didn't leave through it. Which means yeah, he'll come up and see us sometimes, and the sometimes is going to be now. It is. Of course, I don't know whether Stanley intends anything too drastic. We haven't seen Theodore. Yeah, supposing we had. Now, let's try this door. This one's open. Come on. Quite a sweep. You better didn't use some sweet air in this sweep. Shut the door, Okay. Is there a bolt on the door? Yeah. I slide it. You slide it. You know, it ain't very strong. Yeah. Window over on this side. Yeah, it's a room with a view. Yeah? Yeah, what we've got is a view of the parking lot. Directly below the window is an extension of the building proper. Mr. Temple, this is the time to get architecture. The window. Oh, it's cold out. Perhaps. Out, Louis. The roof of the extension is only a few feet below. So it's out. Good. Solid roof, Mr. Templer. Good. Move over. <laughs> so we're out on the roof. So? Hey, wait a minute, Louis. Huh? Someone down there in the parking lot. Oh, yeah? And even from here, I can see he's carrying something besides small change in his right-hand coat pocket. Armed and unquestionably forewarned. Room service back in the room is getting impatient. Only a short drop to the ground. Louis, jump down. Jump? But, but, but... let that man down there come to you. You stay right down below the edge of the roof. I'm calling you. Louis, hurry. Okay, okay. Hey, you. Oh, me? Don't move. 
have a phone for weeks in my life. If you had to wait in your pocket. Yeah, but they're in my pocket. I said. Okay, okay. Well, here goes. <laughs> Mr. Temple, you didn't say four, and you landed right on him. Hey, Doc Cole. Come on, Louis. Yeah, I already located this over to the left. Come on, let's take a cab, huh? Temple. Yeah? A very good foot racer, I ought to tell you. Not... I take it back. I just gained 50 miles an hour. We're almost to the cab. The light isn't too good for their aim. Their aim could be too bad for our health. Ow! Hey, Louie, were you hit? No, they scratched the fender. I just painted it. I'll buy you a new fender. Quick, Louie, in. Yeah. <laughs> what? Well, look, come on. Mr. Tempter, did we stop at a gas station on the way yeah, out here? Yeah, yeah, the one with the flying red horse just outside the city. We should have taken the horse. Oh. Ah, no, we'll go. Those bullets are breaking the speed limit. Yeah. Oh, boy, I think we're out of range now. As long as we ain't out of gas. Hey, Louie. What, what, what? I just remembered. What is it, Mr. Temple? What happened? I forgot to pay the check. Mr. Templer? Yeah, Louie? I ain't as big a coward as I sound. <laughs> of course you're not. I'm bigger. Why don't we go home instead of visiting that tuba player? Louie, Theodore may be in danger. Uh-huh. And when they fire bullets at us, we're not in danger. Huh? Yeah, you mustn't forget, Louie, that Theodore has to worry about his tuba, too. Oh, this touches me. Okay, we'll help Theodore protect the tuba. But if we wind up in the hospital, who'll need a tuba? We will. A tuba toothpaste. <laughs> I guess he ain't in, Mr. Templin. Hardly not, however. Hello. Ooh. That's a tuba player? Good evening. Um, I'm Simon Temper. This is Louis. I'm the Queen of Transylvania. But don't let that bother you. Oh, well, may we come in? Of course. The king is out of town. <laughs> now, there's only one trouble about being the Queen of Transylvania. What's that? There is no such place as Transylvania. You're bright. <laughs> but I didn't want to frighten you outside. Or upset the neighbors with your gun? I always worry about the neighbors. And now that you have your gun pointing at me, what am I supposed to worry about? A good explanation of why you're looking for Theodore. Why does that concern you? I don't think I like people who go around looking for Theodore. Maybe they can't help it. It's, it's a neurosis or something. Yeah, I might want to offer Theodore a job. Doing what? Well, uh, playing the tuba in an orchestra. And I'm the Queen of Transylvania. You'll have to do better than that, Mr. Templer. Hey, the car. Unless I'm guessing badly, the number of people you dislike is shortly going to be increased. I don't... That car which just stopped outside may be bringing more seekers for Theodore. Don't move, please. See anything interesting through that window? Car, just stop here. Somebody's getting in. Both of you stay where you are. And don't try to follow me. Hey, look at that. Went right out the back door. That's not polite. No point in following her. I'd rather find her than Theodore. Any another room. That door. You still think maybe Theodore is here? I don't know. This is the bedroom. Of... Where? Well, well you, you found Theodore? On the bed, Louie. Lying on a lovely white sheet. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You've been shot full of holes. Mm. Don't look good on him. No. no he's dead. Thoroughly dead, but... Uh... 
That's not Theodore. The doorbell. Undoubtedly, Mr. Stanley and his friends, however. Mr. Templer, this is no time to pick a corpse's pocket. Mr. Wallet. Yeah. All right, come on. We may still make it if they haven't put anyone on the back door. And if they have? It's not crossed any bridges until they collapsed under it, huh? Something with what you just said. Clear out here. Fire stage, yeah. Yeah, I know. No bridges. We ought to be able to make it out of the building. You know something? This is one time I would like to run into a cop who'll ask me where's the fire. There's a more important question, Louis. Where is Theodore? Look, Mr. Templin, we had enough escapes for tonight? I don't know. Louis, the corpse back in Theodore's apartment was a man named Max Carter. Oh, that's why you swiped his wallet. There wasn't nobody around to introduce him to it. Yeah, that's right. Does that wallet also tell you why he was murdered? No. Therefore? Yeah? Suppose we stop at the nearest drugstore. Mr. Temple, I couldn't need a thing. That's not what we need a drugstore for. Now, look, there's one up ahead, Louie. Okay. Hey, no, Mr. Temple, wouldn't you have thought that whoever killed that Carter guy could have been smart enough at least to swipe the wallet so that the body wouldn't have been immediately identified? No, no. I suspect it was very important to the killer that the body be identified, and quickly. I will say, uh aha. Aha. This this makes me sound smart, like I understood what you said. (laughs) So now I can be a dope again. We're in the drugstore now, what? So we find a phone booth. Yeah, this one. Yeah. And we make a phone call. Well, if you'd have had a chance at least to get a phone number, I would know who you were phoning. But you didn't. So who are you phoning? The police. Louie, I've got to find out who Max Carter is. Lieutenant Archer here. Oh, Lieutenant, Simon Temper. The lieutenant just left for the upper Amazon. Good night. Well, what's the matter with the lower Amazon? Too low. (laughs) Simon, what can I do for you? Who is Max Carter? Crook. Drug addict. Blackmailer. A wholesome little character. I see. Suppose he was found murdered. I'd give three cheers. And after that, you'd suspect whom? Killing Carter? Uh. Thousands of people. But the first guy I try to get in touch with would be a little tuba player named Theodore Coogan. Theodore Coogan? Why, Lieutenant? Well, Coogan was engaged to a girl named Gwendy Breen. Very much in love with her. She committed suicide. Because of Carter, huh? Yep. So, unless Theodore had an ironclad alibi... Lieutenant, Lieutenant, not ironclad. That went out with the bustle. Simon, why are you interested? In the bustle? No, in Carter. Well, maybe he has a bustle. Goodbye, Lieutenant. <laughs> That's interesting. What is? Louis, I am about to ruin an old problem. Oh, Mr. Templer, be careful. It's sometimes necessary to pay the piper true. But then it may also be necessary to prevent him from piping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's get back to the cab. <laughs> Did the lieutenant mention why he would suspect Theodore? Yes, Carter was the reason for a suicide of a girl named Wendy Breen. Theodore was going to marry her. Oh, that's plenty motive. Yeah. Okay, the cab. Uh-huh. Well, where to? Oh, twice around the park. Huh? Mr. Templer, you're not the man you used to be. <laughs> Don't be silly, Louis. The Queen of Transylvania has joined us. Huh? Uh-huh. I've been following you two. Well, we're flattered. When you stopped, I paid off my cab and decided to use yours. Oh, cozier? Cheap. <laughs> Mr. Templer, why were you looking for Theodore? I wasn't. 
Not in his apartment, at any rate. What were you looking for? You know that as well as I do. You'd better tell me, anyway. You know, you really should have words with your dressmaker, your revolver showing again. Besides, do I really have to tell you? You were in the bedroom. No, I didn't have a chance to look. I mean, go on, start the car. I start, Mr. Temple? You start, Louie. Now, suppose you tell me what you were looking for. I'm the one who has the gun. I don't have to answer any questions. Not mine, perhaps. The police, however, will be ruder and more insistent. The police? Mm. Excuse me for interrupting, Mr. Templer, but uh, we are being followed. Oh, by someone else beside the Queen here? <laughs> Must make quite a procession. Louis, can you get any more speed out of this cab? Oh, it's your car right in front of me, going slow. Then you might try passing it. Okay. Hey, he's swinging over right in front of us. How do you like that? Well, Mr. Stanley is thorough. One car in front of us, one behind. They were boxed in. Good evening, Mr. Templer. Louis will sue you, Mr. Stanley. He's very touchy around the fenders. Oh, indeed. Well, and can that be my beautiful moon? I've got a gun. Half a dozen of my boys surrounding the cab. You better let me have that gun. Uh. Thank you. Now then. You'll all join me in my car. I uh, think you'll find it more comfortable. But I like it here. Besides, your car is black. It reminds me of a funeral. You know, that's a very interesting comment because that may be precisely where all of you are going. Casino, huh? <laughs> Beginning to feel like my little home away from home. Well, I'm so glad. The back way, boys. Come on, come on. You don't have to push. My office. No one minds. Oh, no, my not? I don't mind. Good. Is she going to ask me to? No. But I mind. Shut up. All right. I just don't like to be overlooked. Make yourselves comfortable. My boys will remain here to keep us company. Now then, what's to do about you? Not you? quite yet. Mr. Stanley, I need five minutes of your time. Five minutes? Well, I might be able to spare them. Why would Mona here have wanted Max Carter dead? An interesting question. I suspect he was blackmailing him. Mona has been a naughty girl on occasion. Then she was in Theodore's apartment in order to kill... I wouldn't kill Theodore. We're friends. I beg your pardon. I hadn't been thinking of Theodore, however. Mr. Stanley, had you also tired of paying Carter off? The tense you're using bothers me, Templer. Oh, stop. You know as well as I do that Carter's dead. Oh? But, Mona, you told Louie and me that you hadn't been in the bedroom. How did you know Carter was dead? Uh, I, I just guess. That's a very tired attempt, Mona. You know, Templar, you're the bearer of very welcome news. I am? <laughs> then Carter was blackmailing you. Oh, discreet silence. However, it's no longer worrying you, with Mona's admission. And by the way, Theodore must be on his way home now, huh? I wouldn't be at all surprised. Although I can't understand why you assume I know anything of Theodore's whereabouts. No? Well, in that case, we may as well leave. Yes, I think so. Will you drop Mona off at police headquarters? Or... I didn't kill Carter. I would have liked to, but he was already dead. My dear girl, I suggest that you save that impassioned cry for the jury. What jury? 
The one that will try her for the murder of Max Carter. Oh, but she won't be tried for that. She didn't murder Carter. Well, I thought... Uh... I'm sure the police would prefer Theodore. Theodore? Of course, Louis. We know he had a magnificent motive. Lieutenant Archer himself said Theodore would be in line for the chair unless he had an alibi. Yeah, but he's got an alibi. He's, he, he... No, no, no. What Theodore will try to say is that he was hired as a tuba player by Mr. Stanley here. Came to the casino, but instead of being permitted to play, he was bundled into a car, driven about for hours, and then released. Well, that would give him an alibi. If he were believed. But his alibi depends entirely on whether or not Stanley really hired him. Mr. Stanley has already told us he didn't. Yeah, but he could be lying. Possibly, but after a jury heard Theodore play the tuba just once, <laughs> whom would they believe? No one would believe Theodore. So Theodore would stand a very good chance of dying in the electric chair. However, oddly enough, Theodore will be believed. Having fun, Templar? First you pinned it on Mona, then on Theodore... Now, suddenly, you're changing your mind again. Uh, what's the idea? You'll be believed because first I shall corroborate his story. The jury could think that you were perjuring yourself for a friend. No. Because you see, Stanley, other people besides Mona and Theodore wanted Carter dead. Let's suppose that one of them got Theodore out of his apartment and then put Max Carter's already dead body in there. That would put Theodore, if you'll pardon the expression, on the spot. Well, how would this theoretical person get Theodore out? By making him a fake offer of employment. By seeing to it that no one would later believe in that offer. By also making sure that Theodore would have no alibi for the critical time. Mm -hmm. That person, according to you, could only be myself. <laughs> well, that's a clever theory. More than a theory, Sandy. Carter was shot full of holes. That's how I described it. Yet the sheet on which he was lying on the bed in Theodore's apartment was a lovely white sheet. That's how you described it. But it should have been red with Carter's blood. Therefore, Carter was killed elsewhere and moved to Theodore's apartment. That does it, Templar, I'm afraid. You'd been bright enough to keep your mouth shut. What's that? I suspected the police. I didn't notify them earlier because Theodore was in your hands. What I did do, however, was leave a matchbook in Carter's pocket. A matchbook? Yes, yes, one supplied by your management when Louie and I dined here. I knew your plan called for one of your men to notify the police anonymously of Carter's death in Theodore's apartment. Therefore, I... Okay, open up. You're having company, Mr. Stanley. You'd better open the door. They're calling for you. Templar, we got through it alive. Perhaps, but will we ever be the same? Is that bad, Simon? Well, I never would have met this Queen of Transylvania otherwise. So... Simon. Oh. Oh. So? So? So long live the Queen. to another transcribed adventure of the saints, the Robin Hood of modern crime. Now here is our star, Vincent Price. Ladies and gentlemen, almost by definition, freedom has been an integral part of America. It is the foundation upon which our political philosophy is based. And now we must reaffirm our faith in that philosophy. This is the sentiment expressed by the crusade for freedom. 
The purpose of the crusade is simple. First, to bring moral and financial support to a radio station operating in the heart of Europe itself. A radio station which gives the communist-dominated countries a chance to hear the voices of their exiled democratic leaders. To tell the world just what America stands for. And to bring the truth to the ears of subjugated Europe. To reaffirm your faith in freedom, join the crusade for America, for all humanity. This is Vincent Price inviting you to join us again next week at the same time for another exciting adventure of the saints. Good night. This adventure of the saints was written by Louis Vitties. Our cast included Nike Morley... As Mona and Jack Moyles with Theodore. Victor Rodman with Stanley, Frank Gerst will be Lieutenant, and Louie is played by Larry Dobkin. The Saint, based on characters created by Leslie Charteris, is a James L. Safier production and is directed by Helen Mack. Vincent Price is soon to be seen with Errol Flynn and Michael Entrell in William Marshall's production of Bloodline. Saint fans will be glad to know that the comic books are now available on the newsstand. Three chimes mean good times on NBC. Today, Cary Grant and Betsy Drake star in the premiere of a delightful newcomer to the NBC Sunday lineup. Mr. and Mrs. Blanding's. It's top listening, so be sure to hear the Cary Grants of Mr. and Mrs. Blanding later on NBC. Mm-hmm.